Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Goalie Science, the podcast where we bridge the gap between scientific theory and practice around goaltending and the sport of hockey. This week's episode is presented by Jamie Phillips' YouTube page. If you are not subscribed yet, you are missing out. There is video review. There is practice breakdown. And the monetary amounts that come from advertisements do not pay me at all. And so let Jamie know why I deserve to be on payroll. Jamie, how are we doing today? Um, You don't deserve to be on payroll just yet. Although there will be times where I might need you to fill in for my EGM Sunday meetings and I will pay you for those. But I'm doing well. Uh, Doing really well. It's a nice Sunday here in the middle of nowhere Houghton and for our topic today I know we were going back and forth but one thing that I thought was really cool was I was just thinking about like what when I was younger what like resources did I go towards and from everything from all different sorts of media and the first one that I I wish still existed do you remember goalies world magazine do I? There's no way that's not around anymore, is it? No, it went out of they went out of business a long time ago, and I think Ingold Mag is technically the only zine that still exists, even though it's online. But if I remember, the, the best part about well, one was the advertisements because I just wanted I just wanted every set of gear. Yeah, but the stats, and I knew all the scholies of all the stats from every league because they had posted from. And they used NCAA Major Junior and I think the SP and up and had all their stats. And so I had known, I knew where every team was. I knew where every guy was playing, uh, like all these names. I just thought that that was such a cool resource. I wish that, ex- I guess, I wish that existed still. And that was still in the age of like uh, the internet when before Elite Prospects and it was a hockey DB was mostly the the main source for, for talent. But I don't know why that popped in my head. Um, I mean, the clear message there is that no one should try to make a brand entirely off goaltending. Right? <laughs> like, no, why would anyone make that's any sort of terrible? It's not. You're very, you're very backed into a corner. Yeah, you really, you really put yourself, yeah, put yourself in a tiny box. Um, no, that was again. I didn't spend nearly as much time on, as you, and but the, I, again, I remember going through that. I've been like 
obsessed with, obviously still am obsessed with goalie stats for a long time. But yeah, the first glimpse, also 19, like 90s and early 2000s SP, I can only imagine was, how long has the SCHL been around for? That's a question. It was founded in 2004, so scratch the late 90s. So that makes sense. So we would have been like early 10s, teens when yeah. SP came out. And they actually, some of them would have included the old Central Hockey League. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that. Before the ECHL became an actual full league. Yeah, the ECHL was a competitor of the Central Hockey League, and I don't know if the SP was technically in there, but there was also the Western Professional Hockey League that was in there. It was really the wild, wild west. It, yeah, I mean, we talk about how it still kind of is now, but it, I mean, it must have obviously been... We should get some people who played in those leagues. I mean, obviously, there's lots of stories out there, but that's add that to the list, Jamie. Yeah, we'll really add that to the list. Wow, um, I'm, I'm looking at the Central Hockey League. I didn't realize the Brampton Beast were in the Central Hockey League. That the I, last team I ever played for. That I did know. The uh, For those who are not from Southern Ontario, you should all check out the Powerade Center as one of the pinnacles of hockey. There's nothing that quite encapsulates minor hockey, like having your rink as part of like a fourplex of a community center. It's a great rink, don't get me wrong. Like The, yeah. the arena is nice. The arena is nice, but nothing says pro hockey like six people watching a game on a Tuesday afternoon at 11 a.m. <laughs> Come on, it's prime time. That's, uh, yeah, it's actually, just... I loved I loved afternoon games, but I, you know what? We might have to have an episode where we literally just talk about the names of professional hockey, the Denver Cutthroats. Wow. And their, their mask, guess, guess what their mascot was? Was it a pirate? Close. Was it Zorro? No, so think stay more on the more a water based themes. I don't know, man. Just tell me this isn't making good radio at all. Uh, I don't know what type of fish it is, but it is a fish. <laughs> That's funny. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, we might have to have uh, a deep dive because there are some incredible names. But back off our tangent, Ben, like what when you, you know, like looking back when you were younger or like things now, like what? What resources or, or things do you use? And I know that sometimes resources are not 100% like goalie re- specific. Sometimes they are encapsulating other things, including different sports. So like, what kind of things are you into right now? Where are you getting a lot of your your knowledge from? Okay, well, first, uh, a brief throwback, um, although I think mm, Don Cherry got in trouble. But my family actually owns every Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em hockey from like the inception to I don't even know if they make them anymore. But like one of my aunts used to buy it every year for us for Christmas. And so I have every single one and nothing really highlights how confusing goaltending is and watching like the goalie save section of, of that. I love it. Like I always struggle with this, right? Like even if you go on YouTube now, so the equivalent is going to watch like 2022, 2023 NHL best saves, right? Go watch that YouTube video. Nine times out of 10, the goalie has done something so remarkably wrong to end up in that clip. And this is going to be a hot take. As much fun as it is to see a big save, like I actually think it kind of isn't that great. Looking back on it, like from a from a perspective now, I'm like definitely a sour sport on this one. But every time I watch those videos, I just find myself being like, "This is there's a lot of not teachable stuff here. There's a lot of things wrong going on." Yeah, oh, I love drops. What I would do, what so my older brother and I and our friends, we would typically his friends because I just wanted to hang out with the older kids. But they put our mini stick nets in our basement and we turn on the rock'em sock'em and we play mini sticks. 
and I pretend to be whoever it was. It was like Tommy Salo or oh my god, Dominic Hasek. It didn't even matter. I that's actually a low key, pretty good re- resource. But yes, now as we're coaches and we see like some of the mistakes that the goalies are making, we're like, oh, how did how did we let this happen? We just like we just let it happen. But no, I think like resource wise, I think well, first of all, let's plug the Jamie Phillips YouTube channel. But I think there's more and more educational content that is accessible, right? We always talk about, mm-hmm. you know, you're a parent, you're a goalie, uh, and you don't have access to goalie coaching all the time, that you got to find something that works, right? And so when, you know, we have parents coming out all the time being like, I'm, you know, I'm looking for this. I have questions about this. I saw this. I read this. And ultimately, I think that there are some great resources. Like, I think Ingold Mag does a really nice job a lot of the time. Um, again, we're never going to agree a hundred percent with everything anyone says. And that's not to say that we're right or they're right. And the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, but like, I think in goal mag is, is great, uh, for a lot of the stuff they do. I think there's also a decent amount of stuff on media. So if like you're a parent, um, or a coach, whatever that is, right? Like there, there's definitely some of the weeds to look through online, but there's definitely some, some good goalie resource that you can find. Like Kevin Woodley, he's from Ingle mag is a great resource. Sean Shapiro, um, give a shout out to him, is a sports journalist, but has a goaltending background with himself. And so covers a lot of interesting stuff from goaltending. But again, I think the the real thing there is also just to understand there's a grain of salt when you're looking through your own stuff, right? Like the do your own research thing, and we're not going to get into that, is a very nuanced and complicated situation, right? Um, but yeah, I think again, I think you do some great resources. And then there's some... We sh- should we just compile an Instagram list of goalie coaches we think do a great job? The 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 goalie science approved podcast list. Yeah, you get the the staff of approval. Um, I think yeah, that's you say say at age YouTube and, and social media is good. Although you know we we are we do caution like sometimes there's not sometimes a lot of times there is there are dumb things and and bad things. And you know what I and yes that is what it is. But what I do like is a lot of times kids will send me a post from someone. And they'll be like, what do you think? And, and I'll just say, is it I like, yeah, I like this or no, I don't, I disagree. And here's why. And I think that's really important um, in terms of filtering through. Uh, and you know, there's tons and tons of resources and, and they filter from everything from multimedia to books. Um, you know, we didn't want to turn this into a, a trick book club, but there was a book um, from Dan Bilesma, NHL coach, Dan winning coach, Dan Bilesma. And it was called, so you want to play in the NHL and, it talks about kind of navigating that journey that like he took and recommendations for younger athletes. Um, so I'm going to pull that up. Um, and if, while I'm pulling that up, did you know that I somehow on Wikipedia stumbled down a rabbit hole and the Colonial Hockey League, Professional Hockey League, didn't know it existed, but there was a pro hockey team in Brantford, Thunder Bay, St. Thomas, Ontario, as well as Chatham, Ontario, all had professional hockey teams. Was the Chatham team the Maroons as well? Were they? Was that original? The Chatham Wheels. Even better. I was wrong, and I've never been happier to be wrong. Go Wheels. I just thought it's kind of funny that St. Thomas had a pro hockey team at point in time. Jamie, did you not? This is going to be talking junior hockey in Ontario. The Leamington Flyers, formerly of the Go JHL, now a junior A team. Leamington's a junior A team? Yeah. As of when? This is their first year. Oh, good for them. I backed up in Leamington one game, not on the team, but we played against them and I did not play. 
Yeah, starting the 2023-2024. I don't know how that is going to work division-wise, but if, again, if you're listening in Southern Ontario or you're a goalie who wants to play junior hockey, there is now another junior A team in Ontario. Um, but it, this book, sorry to cut you off. We're going off the rails there. But the book's called So You Want to Play in the NHL, A Guide for Young Players, and it's by Dan and Jay Bilesma, uh, the brothers. Um, it is actually pretty old. It's like it's 2000, so some of the things might be slightly outdated, but honestly, the most, like the biggest takeaways of the book still stand. And it's just about like navigating and it's just about like how, like, how do you like, how do you, weed, you know, how do you get through the weeds and the rapids of, of pro hockey and, and, and not even pro hockey, like minor hockey and working it up. And it's very, very good for parents. And I think that that's really important. That's not just for kids. It's a, it's a very good book for parents. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that's important too, right? It's, I like a, a, a good book that balances some anecdotes um, so some personal stories that draw you in, but also understands that those stories aren't always facts either, right? They're a thing that did happen, but that's not the way it always works, right? One path for one person is not the same path for another. And I think that's always an important distinction. Uh, that kind of ties into something that I've been reading, Jamie, if we're given recommendations, and this one's going to be uh, primarily for parents and coaches who are listening, but there's a, a book I've been reading called The Tyranny of Talent uh, by Joe Baker which dives into the realities of like youth athletic development and, you know, a little bit of hockey here and there, but it's more about sport generally. But there's one thing that I really like, and Jamie, I'm not sure how much you've dealt with this as a coach, but it's this idea that you, again, for each person, it doesn't matter how much training you cannot out practice um, your environment and your biology right? It's not, we always hear these stories of people who make it despite horrible circumstances, whether that's, you know, family things or they're like other environmental things. And these, these great triumphant stories, but there's a lot that goes into that. And it's not just practicing really, really hard or trying really, really hard. I wish I could tell everyone that if you just practice and try really, really hard, you'll make it. Jamie, did you practice and try really, really hard? Yes. And I Yes, I did. And you I did, did pretty good. I mean, I almost, I was pretty close. You're pretty, pretty close. Good. You were also six foot four. You also started doing goaltending training pretty consistently and pretty often at what age? 12. The minute you started being a goalie, like a, within the first year? Yes. The first time I was on the ice was at a goalie school. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that's the realities now. Right. And again, this is, I mentioned Sean Shapiro before, but he's got an article in him that I haven't truthfully fully dove into, so maybe we won't talk too deeply about it, but this idea that everyone has a goalie coach now, which is true, right? So so that's that's the reality. Like The playing field is leveled with a lot of things. And so what I liked about this book, Tyranny of Talent, is it just highlights that, right? And it's okay to acknowledge that. It's not discouraging, mm-hmm. right? To say that not everyone makes it. It's just a fact, right? Um, and understanding that you should be working as hard as you can to get as far as you can, but, you know... Just because you work hard and you practice hard and you do everything right doesn't mean you're going to make it. Doesn't mean you deserve to make it because there's lots of people who are doing that same process. And so, a healthy dose of humble pie and a good reminder that sport is complicated and not perfect and messy, right? Yeah, it is sport. That couple of things you were saying there remind me of uh, the Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Another very this book very... calls out that book. So careful. Oh, okay. So how about this? How about <laughs> you read the Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and then you read the Tyranny of Tyrant. Tyrants. Tyranny of talent. talent. How about I actually? How would I save you this? And you just go right to tyranny of talent. 
Outliers okay. is interesting, but it's I, it's it's still a good read because it does talk about how situations play a large role into somebody's success, and I think that that's a large proponent of it. And you're like, I know you have some cynicky smart remark you're just waiting to make. Oh, I'm so jumping at the bit. You should everyone should go listen to if books could kill the episode on outliers that talks about everything that Jamie's promoting. Good, although this is an open offer. If Malcolm Cloud wants to sponsor the podcast, he can. Should we have Malcolm? He's Canadian. I don't know if he'd want to come on in our podcast, but it would be good. Uh, another book that I really, really like is The Sports Gene, Inside the Science of Extraordinary Athletic Performance. This is more of a, it's not, it's science based, but it's not super science heavy. The author, David Epstein, does a really good job of distilling different types of athletes. And I think I remember reading this one in college. Actually, there is a brief shout out to Michigan Tech in there, but I can't remember why. So again, shout out Michigan Tech. Um, but they talk about like how different circumstances and different genetic components uh, create very good athletes. You know, why are, you know, you know, um, East African, like Kenyan, Ethiopians, why are they really good runners? Is that just a stereotype? Is there a genetic uh, predisposition to this? Things like the Nordic countries, how come they tend to be good at skiing and have high VO2 maxes? Is that just because it's very cold? Or is there something that has led and different traits that have, um, I can't remember my genetics, I've been taking genetic class a long time, but that there's just different traits that have persisted that have allowed them to be successful in different avenues. And it comes from different things like hip structure. Different is a different hip structure between uh, Eastern uh, people from Eastern countries and Asian countries and more Western countries. And so these things add up and they can, they're really important. I think it's just a really good, good book to read. And anytime that we want, can learn a little bit more about the science of athletic, athletic performance, I think that's awesome. And if there are things that we can read and be critical about it, like Ben being critical of the outliers, I think that's important too, because sometimes we, it's okay to change your mind and learn and, and make mistakes and, and grow from that. So for me, another one, is definitely the sports gene. 10 out of 10, recommend. What are you going to say? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything that way. But again, uh, if you want a... Yeah, these are these are all good. Look, you can always pull something from books. Um, I'm always a little hesitant around pop science books in general. So... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Just because... I spend my time or some of my time reading uh, the the science that gets eventually cited in those books. And it's not always as clear cut as sometimes some authors make it seem. But that's important of being critical, right? And that might be unintentionally the theme of this one, right? So whether you're being critical of what you're seeing on social media around goaltending, or you're being a little bit more critical about what we're reading, or if we're being critical of what we're reading too, that's just an important thing to keep in mind that way. Um, I actually, Jamie, 
I kind of just, I mean, I, I have not spent the past few years reading much for my own personal fun. Uh, I'll be the first one to admit it, but I actually think there's a lot of value in that uh, just in general. So again, is this a, is this a casual recommendation to our younger listeners that find some books and keep reading? This is Goalie Science Promotes Literacy. Is that where yeah. we're headed? It might be, but I think you're on the right path. So one of the things then, um, I think we're recording this podcast on the 18th. So I think the next episode, we're going to talk a lot more about mental health and things. And one of the things that so I was, uh, one of the sports psychologists at the Winnipeg Jets talked about in terms of falling asleep was trying to read uh, fiction before bed because it just allows you to have a little bit more of a distraction or reading a book that you enjoy before bed rather than reading like a self-help book or a business book, which are things that I, I read before bed and then <laughs> don't help me fall asleep. And I did yeah. not listen, but it, it is important. So like an understanding that there is a lot of value in being able to, I want to say, yeah, like disassociate a little bit from athletics and, and kind of get lost in your imagination. That's very healthy for athletes. And it's something that we as athletes tend not to do a lot because we're told, oh, you got to be dialed all the time. If you're not always like focused, then you're losing. No, it's okay. You can't be focused 100% all the time. And if reading a book or may I even say it, even if it's playing a little bit of video games or something, Ooh. not a lot, but just a little bit once you once you finish your homework kind of things done <laughs> to help you, just to help you relax your mind. That is really, really important. And that's something that shouldn't be taken for granted. Jamie, did you find yourself when you were in college, did you ever have like the mental capacity to even read for pleasure between school and hockey at that point? Or were you just like, how did you tune that out at that point? Honestly, I don't have that mental capacity right now. Although I did read uh, one of those hockey romance books because it was sent to me. Uh, we'll, oh, save that for, we'll save that for a different podcast. But that was, that's probably actually the first not, that's the first like fiction book that I've read in a while. Uh, like, even when you were playing, like, did you, like, I know now, obviously you're, you know, you're doing a few things. If you know, Jamie, he's a little bit busy, but like looking back on your time playing, was that even something you felt you could take dive I, into? Or I, just... I had the capacity to, I, again, I just thought if I'm going to spend this time reading, it needs to be like a self-help mental sports book. Yeah. And I just like, I didn't realize that that's just not sustainable. Yeah. That there's like, you need to actually have some balance still. Right. Yeah, that's all. I mean, ultimately, that's where a lot of our conversations end up is, you know, when we're talking about books, we're talking about resources. It's that there has to be a balance to this all. Right. And so, like, you don't need to be constantly consuming help. Like, I, I want to say it, you don't need to constantly consume helpful things. You are allowed to still do things with for fun. And mm -hmm. that seems like a crazy concept. And but we again, we really oversimplify the pathway to elite performance right and so or what we consider the the path to elite performance when in reality a lot of the time is like sports should just be fun yeah right and like there's again there's definitely the misconception like winning in the result of a hard work when you're playing at the professional level is not the same amount of fun as playing with your friends road hockey when you're 10 right those are two very different things and and you know pro athletes a lot of them will acknowledge that you know it's a privilege to play a game for their careers and be compensated if they're at the highest level, like very well for it. But that's just, you know what I mean? It's that's, that's work, right? That's not just a game. Their work is a very serious, high stakes, monetary related game. Yeah. Right. So like it's, it's, you know, I'm, 
I asked you if you felt like you could do that, but that's the mentality that you think you have to use in that level, right? Like that's where the brain goes. That's where you're told you have to do because it's a privilege to be where you're at and all these things that we hear regularly, right? Like you were, you had to do that because you couldn't squander that opportunity. So you had to be taking advantage of every second, right? Yeah. And actually it's funny because now I'm going to reference another book to reference your topic. There's a book called The Rise of Superman, Decoding the Science of the Ultimate Human Performance by Stephen Kotler. This is a pretty, I would say advanced book. Um, and it gets, it's lots of like neurochemistry and stuff, which is way beyond the scope of what we're talking about here. But one of the things that he did say in terms of finding flow state or Ooh. getting into that flow state is there has to be an element of fun. There has to sometimes be an element of anxiety or nerves to allow for, to allow that. But if you're not enjoying it, then it's, it's very difficult to get in the zone. And I think that that's really important. So if you are, you really want to nerd out into the mental side, read the rise of Superman. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's a good read. It is thick, but ultimately to sum it up is you need to be a little bit nervous. It's okay to be a little nervous because that means you care, but also you need to have fun. And if you're having fun, you're able to get into that flow state a lot quicker. So here we go. Talking about full circle, right? So if we go back to, to Jamie calling out Malcolm Gladwell or me calling out Jamie calling out Malcolm Gladwell as outliers, right? One of the big criticisms of that book is that it takes this idea of the 10,000 hours to be an expert uh, and doesn't fully support that with science, but it is based on like a career's worth of work um, by an author, last name Erickson. He recently passed away in 2020, but he was at a school in Florida. I'm forgetting if it's Florida Atlantic or either way, but it looks at this idea, the 10,000 hours thing, that concept comes from this idea of deliberate practice. And like the origin of that research for deliberate practice starts with highly trained musicians. And it's this idea that like, in order to be the best, you need to train in a highly specific way, um, like very, very, very focused. And it's not always going to be enjoyable. And so that's where that started. And like that, that idea in like the early nineties where, you know, these are the criteria that you need in order to become an expert performer. It's going to require these things. What we've actually seen in the sports research that's looked at this idea of deliberate practice is that people and high performers actually find their training fun, right? So in the original research, they were like, you got to suffer through this, but that changes in sport. You're allowed to enjoy the training process. And you and I have talked about this before. Like that's some of my favorite, <laughs> some of my favorite hockey memories, just weird to think about now as you know, you're, I'm almost getting close to seven years removed from it now. Um, it's this idea that like, I look really fondly back at like skating at like 10 PM on a Thursday in July. I love Saturday skates at on ice at 10 AM. (laughs) Yeah. And that, those are the the most fun too. And that's something I I realized towards when I was right. My career was ending and things were not going well. And I was still reluctant to reach out and get the help. I loved the off season and the off season training more than I loved the in season. And I didn't know why. And that was And it was because there was no pressure and I was, I didn't have the ways to deal with that pressure. And we get, we've done that before and we'll get into that later, but yeah, like having fun and enjoying it. That's why I love, I love working out now because I just enjoy it. Yeah. And like, you don't need to, I mean, again, there's definitely times in training and life where you got to push through stuff. That's not fun, but ultimately like there needs to be a component in the pursuit of excellence. And it seems like the pursuit of excellence in sport, there needs to be this balance of enjoying that process. Yeah. And so if you're not, you know, something to consider, right? And it's hard. It's, it's, it's okay. So what everyone says is like, you trust the process, enjoy the process. It's okay that 
not every single day is going to be the best. You're going to have highs and lows, but if the sum and the average of all those days is a pot a net positive, you will go farther than if those sum of those days or the average of those days is a net negative. And that's mm-hmm. really, really important because it, it's, and you know what the thing is too, is like, you know, this turned into a little bit of a book club and I don't really know what the theme of this podcast is today, but a lot of these books will tell you the exact same thing. And Ben and I have read way too many books, uh, more than we'd like to admit, and we continue to read. And most of them say the very, the very similar thing where it all comes down to that effort, seeking expert help, and and kind of enjoying it and, and having fun and staying positive goes a very, very long way. Yeah, right. Find the balance. Ultimately, if I can pull anything from our experiences, so our anecdotes, our stories, and combine that with, with what we know from the scientific literature around this stuff, is that there's parts that are going to suck and there's parts that should be fun. And there should be a healthy balance of those two as we kind of pursue trying to get better. And ultimately, you know, the more and more I think about this, we talk about goal setting in other episodes and with other people. And ultimately, people's goals in sport are going to look different. But I don't know how I actually feel the more I think about this. I don't know how much I feel about like the goal is my goal is to make the NHL. My goal is to win a Stanley Cup. I think ultimately your, your goal should be to to do the best you can and get what you want out of that. And that might change from year to year. That might look different from year to year. And it's fine to ask an eight or a nine-year-old, you know, what's your goal? I'm going to play in the NHL one day. That's fine. Um, that's a fun goal. Three-year-olds also all want to be firefighters, which is also cool. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> right, there has to be this this healthy dose of realism around the fact that, like, let's enjoy this process, the good, the bad, the grind, the fun. Yeah, I, like it when, I love what athletes... Right? I like when athletes come to me and then go, I want to be the best that I can be. Yeah, that's exactly. what I, lo- I love because yeah. that's that's all that we as coaches want. We just want you to get. be the best you can be. We want you to be good athletes. We want you to be good people. And yeah. we want to maximize that. And we don't know who's going to make it. You know, most people didn't think I was going to play pro or college or junior A. And, and I did. And... There are some people that you're like, wow, this guy's like really, really good. They're going to go far and they don't. But what we want to do is we want to make you the best you can be. And that's the attitude that we want you to have because it allows you to trust the process, enjoy the journey that you're on and without being so set on that outcome because things will happen and things will come. But if we are completely set, if we're completely goal oriented and we're not, and we're not focused on the journey it is very easy to get derailed and um, discouraged. And that's where you see a lot of burnout. Big time. Jamie, any kind of closing thoughts? This one's a bit of a ramble. We kind of touched yeah. a few things, resources and books and things we like and all those topics. But ultimately, um, let's try to summarize this down. Give me one key resource that you think is a good idea. And then give me one book recommendation. We'll call it day. So I am super biased. I will say my YouTube or Patreon, but something... I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's a good question. I think the best resource is your goalie coach that you're you're with. And I think that's really good. And I think sometimes people don't have that much of a personal relationship with their goalie coach. I'm not saying you got to be best friends and go to your birthday party stuff, but talk to them and be a student of the game and learn from your goalie coach in all aspects of life. And the thing is too, is you might find that this goalie coach is someone you really like and you really want to work with, 
or maybe some of their philosophies and the way they approach the game and, and their goals for you aren't aligning and your line aren't aligning with your values. And maybe that's going to give you some insight to move on and find another goalie coach. But to learn and understand and ask a lot of questions from your goalie coach that you have, and if you don't have one, um, you know, there are a lot of remote goalie coaches like myself included that can help you and do these things. And I think that ultimately that's the best resource you can have. Ben, what would be your best resource be? That would be only your Patreon if I start getting a percentage of it. Um, but no, I, I really like your answer, honestly. I truthfully don't spend a ton of time on goalie coach, social media, goalie coach, or goalie YouTube, only because uh, I am someone who often gets frustrated with things that I see. And oh, so yeah, for my for my own health, Jamie, I try to not look at that unless you send me something and I'll look at it. Um, uh, I think it's the same boat because that's I. there's a reason I don't follow a lot of people because I can't I can't deal with it yeah and not, like ultimately again um I Jamie calls me a cynic I like to call myself a bit skeptical I like slow moving things right so my classic example is I think the panda is not a real thing um, but people jumped on a wave because people jump on trends and that's okay I just don't think it's real so ultimately, again, I, I really like your answer, Jamie. I think the resource is the best resource you can have is a goalie coach. And if you're a parent, if you're a goalie, if you're not able to have conversations or dialogue about this, uh, consider wondering why, right? Like I know that we talked to a, a parent the other day about getting out of an RVH position. So this is why Panda can't have in this story. And, uh, you know, Jamie, you and I subscribe to the same philosophy around this <laughs> golden triangle. If you haven't heard about this before, Jamie's got Great, trademarked. Yeah. Uh, and actually, those are the words that the parents said themselves. So did they stumble across your work? They, Who's to say? They must have because I that is that's Jay Phillips original. So thank wow. thank you, parents. I'm happy with that. It's you're you're welcome. It was my job. It was my layup. Um right. And so we talked about that situation with the parent for, you know, half dozen minutes uh before our skate with their kid. And like if you can't do that with your goalie coach, I don't know. I think you should be able to do that. And obviously, you know, as a goalie coach, we're not being paid for those conversations. Uh, but it's part of the job, right? And so, like, if you're a parent, you're a kid, and your goalie coach isn't doing that, they can't be one of your resources. They can't be someone to help you buy resources. Yeah, that's a, I'll call that a yellow flag. That is funny because, yes, we are not being paid. But if you're a parent, you can pay us in a coffee. Nothing starts a conversation <laughs> about that a parent coming in with a coffee and being like, hey, can we talk about, you know, little Jimmy or little Susie and just caffeinate me? Caffeinated. Yeah. That's all we want as coaches. We need that caffeine, and that is a good way to get that conversation started. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the most valuable things, and I think that's why you know why we started this podcast. Partly too is because there isn't a ton of resources around this stuff, right? And so, if you're looking for, if you're listening to this, you've made it this far in this episode. You made it through me critiquing Jamie's library. What you can do is also go back in our episode catalog, right? Go back and check and see us, how we talked about net drives, how we talked about transition defense, all those things. We've covered it before. Um, and we're going to keep covering stuff moving forward. But if you do if you want, want detailed content, breakdowns of these, go to my Patreon. Come on, don't steal my plug. Okay, yes. also, can, you, can you plug me so, 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 I'm, so I'm not plugging? Yeah, I was about to do that and you cut me off. And so <laughs> in goalie science classic fashion before jamie cuts me off we are going to wrap it up here which means if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening we appreciate all of our listeners in denmark south korea australia and last week we had someone from madagascar so thank you no way yeah that's awesome 
yeah, who knows? Traveling person, bug in the system. I don't ask questions. Either way, we appreciate everyone listening and tuning in each and every week or the weeks that you do tune in to listen. So if you like the podcast, share with a friend, post on Instagram, subscribe, give us five stars, whatever else you can do in this day and age to support the podcast. Um, and we'll be sure to keep doing our best to provide some resources for everyone listening. Jamie, final thoughts? No, just thanks for listening, everyone. Whether you're from Canada or Madagascar, we definitely appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe. It does go a lot. I know we plug it, everyone plugs it, but it actually does help a lot. But we really appreciate everyone listening and hopefully uh, you found some value in our little book club ramble chat today. Ben, until next week. Until next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 